film. Awesome. Can't wait. So what, yeah. are your first, what are your first thoughts? Well, well, for Infinity War, my first thoughts is I I think it was what's really mind-blowing in the amazing way. Definitely. I think um, I wouldn't say um, it's the best film made. I wouldn't say it's the best film of the MCU, but I will say it's the most ambitious film, in my opinion, ever made in history because for the Russo brothers to take on such a humongous undertaking and make it into the biggest cliffhanger, in my opinion, that the MCU has ever received, I think was an accomplishment in and of itself. Yep. Like like everyone said, that the, that the Russo ha- had the possibility to did the impossible. Exactly. Yeah, something like this. I mean, we've had major, major um, motion pictures done in the past, like like Cleopatra or like some of the old Charlton Heston movies and stuff like that, or like old gladiator films and stuff, or even more recently to Lord of the Rings. But at the same token, um, they didn't, even those movies didn't have the same world building appeal. Like we've had with the past 10 years of the Marvel cinematic universe. And then for one film to tie in, uh, even an inch or a piece of storylines from 18 other previous films is is unheard of and pretty much incomprehensible to a lot of the blockbuster movie industry. Uh-huh. So what was your, I don't know if you want to talk spoilers or not, but what was your um, most impressive feats for, for you about Infinity War and what shocked you the most? Well, well, the, well, uh, the one that shocked me the most, to be honest, was the uh, whoever got into Thanos, you know, gauntlet, got hit by Thanos's gauntlet, had been faded to dust, including my favorite MCU superhero, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, it kind of felt, um, in my opinion, that was actually the more daring thing to do because, first of all, I noticed nobody's fan theories came to fruition in the movie. So thank goodness for that. I'm, I think the Russo brothers were very daring in doing that. Um, at the same token, though, I also feel like they kind of they kind of left it down, which everyone's saying to the like mainly the core Avengers from the first film, um, because that was the one that sparked this Avengers trilogy to quadrilogy that we're getting. And then at the same time, though, it was pretty bold to knock out all the new favorites that have been gaining them the most money and traction in the last few months. So. Um, like even like even I would got a shock. Like you're gonna get rid of Black Panther that quickly. So, um, yeah, especially with it, you know, crossing the the 1.3 billion dollar mark internationally, uh, it was kind of a surprise. I know it's, some are gonna hate it, some are gonna see it as a daring thing to do. I'm one of the few that says uh, it's a dare, it's a dare worth trying, but it's not gonna work out too well for them if they don't bring a lot of them back for the new one. <laughs> Well, well, actually, you know, the, the fourth one's going to come up, you know. That might happen, you know. Because in my opinion, there's only two ways they can go about this. They can either make every sequel of the ones that have vanished prequel movies, or they're going to have to go with a bunch of the fan theories to bring them back, or did like they did with this film, and find a way to bring them back, but that doesn't exercise any of the fan theories. 
Yeah, yeah, there's only one fan theory of where they go. It's inside the Soul Stone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it would either be a Soul Stone movie, a Secret Wars movie, or um, or a Time Stone, like, time travel movie. Yeah, because Infinity Gauntlet is out of the question. The name of Avengers 4? Exactly. Because I think the Infinity Gauntlet 2... I mean, as good of a comic as it was, I'm not sure how they would translate that any further to the big screen because I I feel like they already did the gauntlet enough justice with this one. So I don't think they need to really explore that any further in the new one. I think now they need to either focus more on the stones or take one of the stone and make a complete storyline out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, I want to go to the topic Deadpool 2. Any thoughts on Josh Brolin, the one who's playing Thanos, will be playing Cable? I honestly cannot wait. I mean, I think Josh Brolin right now is trying to ride that wave of badassery for as long as he can. And I think this is another very strategic move for his career, especially with Sicario 2 coming out. And um, Thanos only just builds the momentum even more. So I think uh, we're going to look back on 2018 as probably Josh Brolin's year. Yep, first did the MCU as the villain, and now he's gonna be in a Deadpool two as the, well we know Deadpool's the anti-hero. Oh yeah, know? but Most... I think Cable's gonna be the hero. You know, that's gonna be a big question. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, who do you think the Deadpool two should focus on more this time around? Um, well, between uh. <laughs> Well, Deadpool always breaks the portfolio like like he can't decide which one it'll be. You know, make jokes <laughs> about plot holes. Exactly. He'll focus either on cable or uh, you know, or the X task force. Exactly. Which one would you want to see more of? You want to see more of cable and Deadpool too, or do you want to see more of the X Force? Uh I I think um to be honest, I think uh well well we already got a lot of Thanos from for Infinity War, so I'm going to say the X-Force. I would love to see that more. Exactly. And in my opinion, like, just so that we don't run the risk of, like, uh, of, like, a Dwayne, like, a Dwayne Johnson right now, where you see him everywhere, we also don't want to run the risk of Josh Brolin being overused. So I do agree with the fact of maybe giving Deadpool and the X-Force a little more attention. Or maybe giving the the uh, the one we've been teased, the the little boy of the storyline, some more attention. Yeah, yeah, see who is the main villain, you know? Exactly. And uh, what did you think of um, uh, the uh, the ad in the, in the Deadpool 2 final trailer? Uh, do you think that was a brilliant idea to throw someone with no abilities in there? Oh, definitely. And especially with the jokes, like, like, like you know, like him being in Jonah Hex, and of course, his start on the Goonies. You know, call him One Eye Willie. Exactly. And then reference his career at the DC Universe as Jonah <laughs> Hex. Exactly. Yeah, I, I really think um, I, I agree with one of my favorite YouTubers, Tyrone Magnus, about this. That Ryan Reynolds was born to play this role, and I think he's proven everybody uh wrong by like being a master of pop culture uh comedy when it comes to his mind in the deadpool universe yep 
Yeah, after his, uh, well, well, he started out at Trinity. Well, well, he's uh, kind of okay in it, but, but the film is not. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen sides of this to Ryan Reynolds, like you said, as far back as Trinity. Yeah. And, um, and he's, he's brought that up. Uh, he tried to bring it up sporadically in the one that no, no one wants to talk about Green Lantern. But, um, and then, of course, he tried to, uh, they did the one big mistake of shutting his mouth in X-Men Origins. But at the same token, I think finally when they got the opportunity to put Deadpool, and I think it was a bold move on his part to try to even put, you know, some of his own into it because um, at the same token, I think it was much needed for this time to just uh, stop putting any industry prison bars on him and just let him roll with as much spontaneity as possible with uh, the max potential comedy that we know Ryan Reynolds is capable of. Of course, and, you know, I'll, I'll get to the next topic. Yeah. And that's how he became a comics fan. During the set of Flight Trinity, he read a Marvel comic, and that's how he became Deadpool. It was oh, yeah. Mark and Mouth we know and love. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, yeah, he also teased that there's going to be a R-rated X task force heading to the Disney merger. Any thoughts? This one, I know of recently, because I haven't read into the total detail yet, um, and you could probably explain further. Um, first of all, I, I think before I answer that question, I'll probably ask you a question first. What was your initial reaction to the possibility of the Disney Fox merge? Well, well, Comcast is trying to outsell them, but you know, but um, Disney already got to Marvel first. You know, to be honest, you know, I mean, I mean, I should. According to Bob Iger, he said he's going to be okay with with the, one of the Marvel films being rated R, you know? Hmm. That's interesting because I feel like Disney has tried to push that PG-13 wall quite a bit uh, in their past. Like, um, not saying that it got that graphic, but even like with franchises like Pirates of the Caribbean and what have you, um, I think they've played with it long enough that maybe it might be about time to maybe take a risk with an R-rated Disney-funded film. Um, not to say, I know they kind of have, it's a tricky thing to do because of, especially with their world family reputation with like their theme parks and stuff. Uh, at the same token though, if they treat it like separate divisions and not as a representation of Disney company as a whole, or even the theme parks, then I feel like an R rated film is, is not really that impossible to do for Disney. Yeah, right. Well, good thing there's touchstone. All right. Yeah, I'm on the uh, X uh, Task Force question. Now, now for X-Force, to be honest, since Deadpool's the one introducing it, I think it would only make sense that X-Force is also R-rated. Um, uh, of course, because, you know, because like I say, there's an opportunity for Disney to never say never, you know? That's the old thing. Oh, yeah. But then, however... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, um, like, you still have the question boggling in your mind. Like, are we going to get a foul-mouthed Deadpool meets Spider-Man, or are we going to get a cleaned-up Deadpool meets Spider-Man? Well, well, uh, well, toning down the profanity, you know, through PG-13, I don't think it th- – I think that would work, but, uh, you know, possibly. But I would rather have a filthy mouth one. Yeah, it could but... be done, but, I mean – 
if everything Deadpool says in the comics is bleeped out, it only makes sense that he stays filthy. But, you know, just uh, as of honoring to the character, I'm not saying I um, I advise in real life, but at the same time as honoring the character, it only makes sense that he stays filthy. Um, yeah. However, there's one one person that will not come back is um, T.J. Miller because of the sexual allegations. No. Yeah, that's a tricky one. It's kind of become the uh, the curse not to mess around with in Hollywood, which I think Hollywood's been kind of shelling all their sex secrets for the longest time, and now that they're all coming to the forefront, it's kind of now blacklisting a lot of talent. So uh, yeah. that is going to be tricky to navigate um, the T.J. Miller situation. I know, and and you could already you could check out my episode where I did the one with Stan Lee in there. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you know, he's also the uh, now accused of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's also a tricky one for Stanley because he's the legacy holder. So uh, yeah. it's definitely a taboo, touchy subject to talk about, but definitely needs to be addressed in the future of the making of these films. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, you could find out on my podcast. But yeah, because he's, cause he's got, he lost everything. His wife. His money, his house, everything. Now, yeah, that's not crazy. Just the accusations. Yep, yep, it's really crazy that that and that's what those kind of allegations, unfortunately, now do to you in Hollywood. But at the same token, there's sadly probably many more who are still hiding it under the carpet, but be, it won't come to the forefront because their success will be in jeopardy. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, so only time will tell how many more are out there, but at the same token, we don't know if that will be the death of the Hollywood industry as we know it, or if people are now going to start becoming a tad bit more forgiving on things that we that if it were accused of in real life would be a lot more demonized. So I guess there's a lot of question of double standards here that we got to kind of look toward to in the future with uh, with decency and with care. Oh yeah, and unfortunately we're almost out of time. Yeah, so I wish I wish we got more into an hour, you know. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. You're a really, really exciting personality to talk to, and um, I'm definitely looking forward to. I think out of the out of the two upcoming ones, I'd have to say I'm a little more excited for Deadpool two because I haven't gotten my X Force movie experience yet. After I do, I'll let you know about my my excitement for that one. All right. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Can't wait to record with you again soon. Thanks, Meg. I appreciate it. Look forward to it.